yeah, setting goals. I mean, this is important for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Dude, I am, I'm an inbox zero. Awesome. Yeah. Do you know what that means? You've, uh, gone through all your emails. Yeah. Okay. So like on my personal mail, like uh-huh. the G, the Gmail, uh-huh. dude, the Gmail's out of hand. <laughs> I had, I had like, it was like 8,000 unread messages in my inbox oh my god yeah it was it was insane and so like and you know what it is is it's like okay there's important email and then there's spam well the gmail spam filter is pretty good so it gets rid of most of that and then there's like noise and it's like you shop somewhere once for somebody like four years ago online and you're on their mailing list and they send you stuff all the time and mm-hmm. like zale sends me stuff and and amazon and and it's or fab is the worst. I like I've I got a yeah, fab. Yeah, you gotta just try to get rid of all that stuff. Oh well, it's just noise. I mean, you can go to each one of their websites Off and click down. on the uns. Yeah, and then the worst is like Flickr. It doesn't work. Like I told it to quit sending me everything every time somebody like makes me a contact. Negative. And negative. Yeah, negative. Well, it said sure, and then keeps sending them to me. It's like okay, you know. But anyway, so I discovered like it. it do you use Gmail? Uh, no. Okay. I just okay. use my email through my. Uh, through my live books website and then i have a yahoo is this a show what <laughs> this right here are we doing the show oh no i didn't think it was <laughs> no i think we should we'll edit it out okay. so all right so I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind here okay so one thing i learned about gmail you could take all your other email addresses and you can route it to the gmail okay so they all come because i like the web browser gmail you know yeah, it just keeps yeah. it away from my computer I just, so anyway so i like have like three or four email addresses that funnel into this one and then it sets it up so when you reply it looks like it's coming like ted at tedforbes.com it, it replies that way mm-hmm. so it i don't even need to touch that account anymore because it just i mean it uses the account it, it actually goes and checks it from the account but you're yeah, just the using the gmail. emails you can have the better i learned that when i had like five different emails and that was just too much to keep track of yeah well it's insane so the first thing i did is i put everything into the gmail so it all comes into one box mm-hmm. and then here's where i'll blow your mind you could put filters on stuff into gmail okay cool yeah so i, I created like a tag because i guess it's like folders but they call them tags you know mm-hmm. I, I did one called noise and so basically i started like last night and i thought it would take forever so i start clicking on all these emails well you can do them in multiples so you just select all the emails and then you say you know create a filter based on these and so it pulls up this little window and says okay everything from info at zales.com subscribe at amazon and all this stuff it says what do you want to do with all these emails when they come from these addresses mm-hmm. and so i go in and i said like okay mark them as red and go throw them in that noise folder and get them out of my inbox and then it says okay you want to do it to all the email we're already seeing in here and i'm like yep and so i did like i don't know like about 10 rules just based on all these things and like i went I went from like eight thousand unread messages down to like two hundred. It was amazing. Awesome. Yeah, Got and rid so of all the junk. Then I went through and, and answered some old emails and and put some in a folder to be answered later. And I'm caught up. Good for you. Yeah, yes. I'm kind of um, um, OCD about email and a lot of things like that. So I I'm I have to check my email every single day and get all and get them all answered and everything. I do that like religiously. I've yeah. done that since I've had email. I and hate the, email. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I hate it. I can't. And stand then I it. just always try to uh, opt out of anything I don't want to receive. No, opt basis. out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Need it. It's um, noise. Yeah, I know. It's because <laughs> I like getting back to people right away. Because that's one of my pet peeves. Is I don't like when people don't get back to me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of bad about that. In case you haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you aren't. Not to me, you aren't. But like a lot of clients and things like that. It's like when they need something from you, they have no problem yeah. responding right away. But then when you need something from them <laughs> or, or an answer from them or an update, they, they vanished off the face of the earth. Especially if it's a check. Yeah. Yeah, they implode instantly. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, when the deadline's the next day and they need your photos, it's like... Oh, yeah. They, they're all about communication. The, oh, yeah. Did you stay up all night? We're going to call every <laughs> five minutes and check. <sighs> Maybe we should do a show. We'll do a show on that. I guess I guess a show means we talk about photography, but... Yeah. Um, but this one, we have a certain topic. We do have a topic. But Setting be- goals. But before we get going... Uh-huh. You're ahead of me, dude. Sorry. Um, okay. I'm in the... I already lost our stuff. Here it is. Okay. I found it. I need. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pass out. Did you stay up? Late? No, no, I know. I was good last night. Okay, good. Yeah, I wasn't too bad. But this weather's awful. It makes oh, it know. hard to sleep. So gloomy and cloudy all and foggy all the time. It just makes you want to take naps. Yeah, I know. And I get the pressure headaches because we're on the front. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's no fun. But you know, there's a remedy for that. Beer. 
Well, yeah, to a I point. Don't know. I just said beer. No, that 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 sort of helps. No, no, no. You have to like boil water on the stove and inhale the steam with a towel. Oh, okay. Over your head. A humidifier clears it right up, baby. Yeah, you should get a humidifier and put it in your apartment. Yeah, it might be easier than boiling water in the night. <laughs> yeah, there's modern <laughs> things that exist now. <laughs> I have a fire. Hey, <laughs> we have a wood burning stove and. <laughs> I need coal. You're over the stove with a towel over your head. (laughs) I need coal. How long is? We're already ten minutes into this episode, almost. Okay, let's. None of this should count, though, right? Right, No, no, we got to buckle down, dude. Okay, yeah, we don't want people to lose people because we talk about a bunch of garbage. No, well, in case we did cut it. Well, no, I won't say that. We'll surprise people. Knitted in some good parts if there was any. I might. It's always good parts. Yeah. (sighs) Okay, so photography show. This is our second episode back. We flaked last week, but but we won't do it again. Well, we probably will. We probably will, but we're good right now. So anyway, so we're back, and we have a topic for today, but we have some pre-show business. Did you see I labeled as that in the yeah. uh, outline? Yeah. That means we mean business. Okay, so first of all, we mentioned our Facebook page last time. You need to go like us. I don't know why, like but you up. should. Like it up. And we have a URL because we did get about 40 people who like us. I didn't think that many people liked me. I didn't either. I just like the show. So anyway, so if you go to Facebook.com slash The Photography Show, you can like us. Right. And what's good about that is that every time we put out a new show, you'll you'll know. You'll know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll keep it there. And uh, we'll keep it. We we'll can also have discussions and questions and things there. I know there's already yeah. been some questions and we've taken turns answering them and stuff like that if we can. So maybe we have to do a group now, too. Because, like, you can have the – well, you can have discussions on pages. I, I'm so confused by Facebook, dude. I sound like an 80-year-old I man. I think we're good enough for what we have for now, and <sighs> if we need something more later, we'll do it. I'll, I'll have to lie down first. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so Facebook page. you got to go like us. Please. Mm-hmm. We, would, we would love it. But th- there's a bigger favor we have later. But anyway, okay, so Facebook page. Um, our website, we, we, we need to get a URL going on here because right now it's, like, five miles long. But okay. if you want to see our website, all our stuff's on there, and that's where we're keeping the show notes. Now – if you want to shortcut it, you can go to my website for the other show, which is theartofphotography.tv, and I will link it on that homepage in that mess. Or if you want to go there direct and you love to type, get ready, because you can go to thephotographyshow.thepublicbroadcast.com. Okay, that's not too bad. There's a lot of these in there. The just, bookmark, just bookmark that, and yeah. you won't ever have to type it in again. Now, don't go to www. That won't work. It's just thephotographyshow.com. Thepublicbroadcast.com. Yes, and all our show notes are there, and uh, all the stuff we're talking about now, link to the Facebook, the Twitter, all that. Now, we haven't started our own Flickr group, but since most of the people that are listening to our show at this point probably watch my other show, we'll mm-hmm. use the same group. So you guys yeah. can ask questions in there. We pay attention. Let's do that for now until we blow up huge, and then we'll create our own. Yeah. And so, yeah, Flickr.com slash groups slash The Art of Photography. Cool. Is it The or is it – God, this is the problem with These. I don't know. We need to get track together, bro. I know. Yeah, uh, no. There's no the in the Flickr. Damn it. <laughs> God, we're just going to – everybody's still stop listening now because they're confused. <laughs> Flickr.com slash groups slash art of photography. Just go to the website because if you've typed that much out, you're going to need to lie down. And then uh, after you've gotten back up, then you can click on links. So it'll be there. So show notes, all that stuff will be there. So And then cool. the other thing. Okay, so two more favors. One, okay, when we came back because, you know, we're back now and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost our iTunes feed before, and there's a number of dopey reasons why, but um, we did. So this is a new iTunes feed. So this is so cheesy to ask for, but if you guys like the show, or even if you don't, go in there and leave us a comment on iTunes, if that's where you're listening Mainly to Mainly the from. people that like it. Mainly the people like it, yeah. I, yeah. If, if you and don't... One I'd... guy can go and make a bad comment, and then we need like 99 <laughs> other good comments. Uh, oh, I love it. Love the iTunes. <laughs> but please consider leaving a comment. And finally, and this is the last thing we're going to ask you to do, but we just started off with just like, you know, call to action here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Get I up. Know. Get up. So, all right, the last thing is, and you will see a link on... Just go to the website, thephotographyshow.thepublicbroadcast.com, because there is... A survey that we're trying to take on there, too. Uh, we're dealing with pod track on some stuff, uh, like I do on my other show. And we can improve the show massively if you tell us what you think. And the pod track survey, basically you click in there, and there's a lot of generic questions. It's all private. You don't give your name, nothing. Um, I, they, it's, it's very privacy secure. So anyway, you'll go in there, and they'll ask you some generic questions about where you live and how old you are and all that stuff. It's just so we can get an idea of who the audience is. And then at the end, I think it asks for likes and dislikes. And f- please feel free. That is not public but wait and i will see it so yeah and then 
um, just helps us make the show yeah. even better, which is and what if, we want to do. And if we're driving you nuts, tell us in there because yeah, we we want to we want to fix it. We won't see your name. You can you can tell us anonymously. And yeah, and just tell us who you like more, me or Ted, and just say me. <laughs> under likes it says Wade, under dislikes it says Ted. <laughs> just put that. I love it. We'll have a lot of that now. <laughs> All right, so we do we do have a show today, so we'll we'll actually talk some photography now. Cool. I think we had this problem in the earlier shows too, where we'd we'd goof around. Yeah, we'll edit it down to one minute of stuff that just makes sense. But like a bunch of words that don't make sense, right? Right, yeah. You know, take the best of. Okay, so today um, we thought you – know, we're, we're being serious now. Let's get um, serious. Yes, real serious. Um, we, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about photography as a journey is what I've titled this. That might be a little little heady and goofy. But basically the theme here is is you know pushing yourself. We, we've done episodes before and getting better and stuff, and we can kind of like isolate these and talk about more examples today. But, you know – Talk about photography as a journey. What do you want to do with photography? And I think, you know, Wade and I were saying before we actually turn on the recorder that, you know, there's two ways that you can kind of look at this. Obviously, professionals um, have a list of things that they have to do. You know, Wade does. I do. You go through. You got to, you know, make client connections and all that. But I think it's important even for people who are not pursuing photography as a career to have goals set before them unless you're just like holding a camera or something, um, you know. We all want to improve, I would think. Right. So the show today is about setting goals. Yeah, setting goals. And we'll, we'll hit both. There will be some. And, I mean, here's the other thing is it's like, I mean, Wade can attest to this. You know, when you're doing professional work, you know, there is probably, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, 75% of what you do has nothing to do with shooting a picture. Um, right. You know, invoicing and uh, trying to get bigger clients. And, I mean, it's a lot of work. And it's so I think, therefore, it's important for as as Wade can also attest to for for people who are professionals to try to continue to improve their own artistic vision growth etc as well exactly and you want to focus on the professional side and making money because that's what's going to keep you in business and then you need to focus on the artistic side and staying fresh and uh, staying you know relevant to to what's going on and 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 you know just having your work be good and, and improving on getting that better all the time even that's if that's in your own time doing yeah. uh, doing your own work well you want to stay relevant and you know what's interesting is i, I was for grins doing some research i went for grins i was doing some research on some other stuff for the website and um, my other show but you know it's interesting too if you ever you know you run into guys like it i don't know if you do smp or any or what is it smtp or What's this, the Photography Society? I don't do it. SMP. Oh, ASMP. ASMP. The American you know, Society of uh, yeah, Media Photographers. Yeah, and, and photograph- I mean, the closest thing, you and I used to do DSVC a long time ago. And there's, I mean, I'm not slamming those. I'm just kind of getting to my story here. But there's always some guys there that like to sit around and talk about how they've spent all this money and time on Google search results. And like, well, when you Google Dallas Photographer, I'm the first result that shows up. And it's like, wow, okay. Um, I bet that's widely searched. But... Um, yeah, if somebody needs a photographer, they'd be that generic about it. Just give me any photographer in the in the in the area, right? <laughs> yeah, Although and you do find stuff that way. But you know, I haven't spent a lot of my time in in areas like that, like Google searches. Um, but well, so, I mean, I think if that's something that you can add to to the list of things you already do that are good, then then that's great. But maybe not the most important. Well, I'm not going. Well, to to my point, I'm not going to call out this individual's name because that would be kind of lame of me. But, you know, when you actually do Google the pre-mentioned terms and uh, you take the first result, this this website that I mean, I I don't know, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling funny today. I am. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I'm not feeling. You don't always have to feel funny, but I'm always feeling caustic, you know. Uh, no, but it, it it looks like you know it's a trailer for Tron is about to come up, and then you have to click through. It's all these keywords, and then when you do get to this Bozo's website, the dude's gone irrelevant. It's like shots that look like they were done. I don't know in in like the mid '80s or something, but they weren't. I mean, you know. So anyway, so staying relevant is really well, that's the important. The whole thing about Google search is that the person who shows up and everybody should know this, or the companies that show up at the top of that, don't mean that they're the best company. They're no. just the people who have invested the most time or gone with someone who has invested the most time in getting them the best keywords and things like that. Which There's is a lot of people cheating the system. Just type up something and just wants to go with the first or second person that pops up or whatever, but it doesn't mean that they're the best photographer by any means. No. But anyway, that guy should be pushing himself. He should be listening to this show right now. <laughs> yeah. Well maybe he will and then he'll be up He'll uh, he'll know he's by the Tron comment uh, who he is and never listen to it again. <laughs> Be a Google surly podcaster. I'm the first one to come up. Uh, anyway, okay. So p- personal development. The, um, 
some areas we were talking about. Okay, so obviously artistic growth. You want yeah. to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some things to consider, you know, pushing yourself to improve. Uh, and we can kind of take these through. But, I mean, I think there's four of them. There's, there's pushing yourself to improve. There's expanding your range. In other words, do you shoot the same thing all the time or, or do you have uh, a wide range of stuff that you do that you're capable of? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of a catch-22, and we'll come back to that one. But um, thought leading, I think, is another one. These are more personal things, and I think they're for professionals, amateurs, anybody. I think that's anybody. a great place to start, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even if you're not a pro photographer, I mean, if you're into it, you want to know enough. So whereas people I mean, I, that's a really silly term that's real trendy right now, thought leader. But but, you know, you want to be thought of as somebody who's respected, like maybe you have a blog that has like some really insightful things on photography. And, you know, I mean, we do this show. It's it's one of the things we try to do to to I mean, you know, you want to lead in your field. And sure. I don't if you're know. really good at that, that's pretty easy to do. And yeah. I know tons of people who don't do photography for a living that are that are leaders because they're sure. wonderful photographers. So and they yeah. know they know something about it that's worth hearing, and that that's yeah. important to do. And mm-hmm. then that relates to the last one, which is also teaching others and sharing ideas. Because I think that's where I mean, most of the, my education and a lot of this stuff just comes from the stuff that counts, anyways from from people sharing ideas, whether that's the internet or, or in yeah. person or or whatever. So and so many people have done that for us. Um, as photographers and it's great to be on the other side of that and give back to, to you get you get a lot out of doing that as well oh absolutely yeah yeah i'm just, just going back to to pushing yourself to improve what are some ways what are some things that you've done in the past to do that well um that was about to say one of the things that i put and it's actually in the next section we're going to talk about it, i'm going to bump it up here <laughs> so okay. i'm re-outlining on this um one of the things that that i think helps a lot i mean there's there's several but as far as like pushing yourself to improve one of the things it is, and I put this under turning thoughts into action down at the blow. But learning how to make bold, decisive decisions to take action. Now that sounds really. It sounds like somebody at a motivational speaker conference says, I know. but yeah, yeah, you've really changed. I've changed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, I I will admit I did hear it from a source that was not unlike what I just described. But you know, a lot of times, like just when you think about it too much, or it's really easy to put things off. You know, it's really easy to come up with excuses like, oh, I don't want to go shoot today because the weather's crummy or this or that. You know, well, actually, when there's crummy weather, you can get some really interesting shots, I think, more so than when you have nice weather. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you come up with excuses. And I think the most important thing you can do is just, you know, decide, can I do it now? Let's just go do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you were showing me the hipstamatic, the the new film lens the tin type thing the other day yeah yeah and you shoot a lot on your on your phone and there's nothing wrong with that i like i love to do that too your phone's with you so you can do a great deal it's like this little portable sketchbook you know Mm -hmm. and i've seen people who've turned iphones into like i mean first of all if you don't know it's an iphone you probably won't be able to guess and you know who do some really interesting photography that way i think and a lot of people don't know the difference i mean i was just talking with a guy the other day at a shoot and he said i love that new tin type uh uh, wet plate stuff you're doing or whatever and I and I was like yeah I'm doing that all on my iPhone that's just an app he was like really I thought you were doing like a series of of wet plate stuff and I was like nope that's Full an you. app <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it, and the apps are that good nowadays that it is I tough know. I mean even if you're even if you have a good eye for this stuff if you're comparing something that's like you know film lamography to something that they've manipulated to look like lamography um, it's hard to tell so yeah, it is but but the other thing that's cool, I think what you're doing with that, too, and I think this goes back to the just learning how to make decisions quickly. You know, you have this little thing that you're doing when you came over here and you're taking everybody's portrait with that with that film setting, you know. Mm-hmm. It, but it's like something you just do. You don't sit there and think, oh, it would be cool to one day do a bunch of portraits with this. You and start doing something new. Do it. Yeah. Just and that's start the whole it. thing about pushing yourself is just always – I mean, that's the whole thing, doing something new. Today, doing something new next week, doing something new all the time because just like in life and everything else we do – uh, we we feel comfortable when we're when we're not having to do anything new. When you push yourself to do something new, is when you'll expand your knowledge and and your capabilities of being able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's it's all kinds of things. I mean, sometimes like you know, I think one. I hear a lot as people are like, well, I would really like to get into long exposure, like night shots, night photography, but then oh, I can't do it tonight or I'm going to do it next week or I got a call friend because I don't want to go by myself. Well, then do it, you know, to schedule yeah, a time. The hardest and part of really it. doing something is starting it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's once again useful across the board, not just with photography, but the hardest part when, if you're especially a person that wants to put something off until tomorrow is just to uh, go, go ahead and step out there and do it right now. Yeah. And just get it started, and the hardest part's over. And now you're out there, and you're doing it, and you know, 
Well, and I think this relates to all, all four of the topics we just said, because, I mean, this is this is not only pushing yourself to improve, it's expanding your range. Like, like, what's one thing you haven't ever done that you would like to be able to do, you know, from a photography standpoint? It, it, let's say you don't shoot a lot of portraits. It's something you want to start doing. Well, then find somebody you're comfortable with and say, can I go take your portrait and let's do it this afternoon, you know? Right. Expanding your range. Or maybe you do a lot of portraits, but you never do landscape or, you know, whatever that is, or sports or bands or, you know. And when we've said this before, especially if someone – if you or someone you know has said before, I hate shooting this or I would never do that. Mm-hmm. If, you've, if you've never done it, that's probably coming out of fear. If you've done probably. a lot of that before, like wedding photography or something, and you say you hate it, I got gotcha. you, you. You tried it. It didn't work out. You're moving on to the next thing. But if you've never done it before and you're saying that, it's probably because you fear doing that because you fear that you're not that good at it or, or whatever. So I would just jump out there and, and, and try to do that anyway. You might find out that, that, that you love doing that. Um, if you're real comfortable shooting architecture, but you don't like shooting people because of the interaction with the people and everything, that can be a scary thing. But the more you do it, the more you get used to it, and um, it becomes easier and easier, and you get better and better at it. So, I think yeah, some I would, of the harder ones. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's that fear that you don't recognize right off the top. Like, you know, if, if you're going to go shoot, well, I think it's like, for instance, it's hard to shoot people or street photography is another one. Like people who, you know, it, that takes some balls to go out there and and. You know, shoot somebody randomly, and, and oh yeah, that's that's really tough when you have a camera in your hands and people are looking back at you and wondering what you're doing, and or if they harass you for it or anything else. You know, I mean that's yeah. But you know, the only way to deal with that fear is to go out and just try something. You know, right? And maybe you find out it's not for you, and it, it could could well not be. But but trying to expand that range, I think, is important. Even just styles of photography, like you know, if you've never shot film before, well, get out there and burn a roll of film, take it to the lab, see what happens, try it. You know, yeah, and um, that's really a rut that, that a lot of us as professional photographers get into is using our own equipment, using the lenses that we have, using the tripods and all the normal stuff that we always have, and and I really have to push myself all the time to say okay Wade let's let's use a new app or let's pick up a new camera and load it with some right. new film or buy something new um, and, and play with it so that I can always be expanding and, and not doing the same thing all the time and not having my stuff look like it's just the same old thing all the time um, you know because oh, that's, sure. that's just good for you yeah and then on top of that just the, just all the learning you could be doing all the time uh, learning at home with books and videos we've suggested in the past or going to school at night or doing whatever to just be you know expanding the, your knowledge of photography all the time well yeah and I think like you were saying too, with the equipment thing, and with with you know, it's really easy to fall into the equipment that you know and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to understand too that photography is is not necessarily photography never re- has related to a medium like film or digital or what you know. Photography is just the art of making images. Uh, it used to be a chemical process, but now it's it's a digital process too, but capturing mm-hmm. those images. And I remember. A couple years ago, um, I got really interested in doing photograms, and I did some stuff. And if you don't know what a photogram is, you go in the darkroom with a piece of paper, and you put objects right down on the piece of paper. And it's really easy to burn all the cool ideas out real quickly because it's real hard. (laughs) It's just silhouettes. But sometimes you can get objects that reflect, and they start making cool effects. And and there's different things you can do. You can put a a magnifying glass down or a light bulb. You know, there's, there's different. And you really start dealing with composition. There's no camera involved at all. And you're still doing photography in a sense, but but that kind of stuff and that kind of um, you know willingness to explore is going to influence, I think, your personal work at least on a subliminal level as you move forward. And yeah, I, I mean, it's just I important to do that if you have room for it, like you've done in the past for a dark room or something like that. That is sure. a way to learn and and be hands on and learn a lot more about photography than you could ever learn just by picking up a digital camera. Actually, learning. Uh, like like we had to learn uh, with a manual camera, manual film camera, and then mm-hmm. learning how to develop your own film and experimenting with all that. It can that can uh, apply to to what you do once you have a digital camera in your hands. Then sure, you and, understand uh, the concepts, yeah, right. And then so many people that I see, they're great photographers. That a lot of their stuff looks like film, but they're shooting digital all the time. That comes from their background in film and mm-hmm. what they were able to do there, and just and doing the manipulation, you know, in the Photoshop and things nowadays. But um, yeah, it's all rel- you know relevant to, to what they do now. Yep, you got to push yourself. Yeah, got to do something else. Um, probably be a good idea to talk about also, um, you know, professional pursuits. So like, and I, this is almost changing the topic a little bit, but it's still like you know, photography is a journey. We're talking about personal development. If you are a professional, or especially if you're aspiring to be a professional, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it would be here, cool to hear you kind of talk to some of these points too. But you know, okay. we put down stuff like developing a client base, uh, how you're going to earn a living doing this, staying relevant, and then also future proofing your business. So you know. 
when you freelance, and I think this is one of the hard parts about it, is that, okay, the cool thing is is you don't have one boss all the time like you do when you work for somebody. Right. But you have revolving bosses. So, mm-hmm. you know, the good thing is is if somebody's not a lot of fun to work for, then you know, it's just one job. You'll be done with them in a couple months, mm-hmm. worst case scenario. But it's also the catch-22 there, too, because – Sometimes when it is a good client, you want to work for them more and you want them to <laughs> keep hiring. Sure. And so how do you, you know, you don't want to sell them a bag of goods they don't need, but how do you develop a relationship where they're going to, you know, you can make suggestions where they're going to have a use for what you do mm-hmm. uh, as you move down the road. So anyway, those are, 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 you know, the professional pursuit kind of side of this. And, you know, how do you set goals to achieve if we're talking about personal development? Like, you know, for instance, developing a client base. Okay, so when you started, did you know anyone that would hire a photographer? Did, were you kind of starting from the sure, ground I know up? a few people, but just a handful. Were and, they ready to hire you? Yeah, a few of them did. Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, those are the people you're going to reach out to first. Uh, put, make a list of all the people that you currently know and that could possibly hire photographers. And, um, and and reach out to them through through email or a phone call or whatever you do um, and start your base there and then and just to, to expand from that. Um, I had a background in graphic design, so I knew a lot of people in everything from the advertising industry to the printing industry to the photography industry. So I felt like I had a lot to start with. And I already knew a few people in, in commercial real estate. So um, I, st- I mean, that's where it really all began with me was shooting with for one person that I knew that was a friend of mine who worked at a commercial real estate company. And she said, Wade, why don't you take some pictures for us? And, and I started there in, in my architectural career. Uh, you know, architectural photography career took off from there. But then uh, different parts of my photography uh, product stuff, portrait stuff started with different people and different things and just just taking on whatever you could and not being afraid. I mean, because there was always that in the back of my head. Well, I've never done this before, but everybody has to do something for the first time. Mm-hmm. So you step in there and, and, and you take the best portrait you can or the best product uh, shot you can and, and, and you learn and you get better. And um, but yeah, developing that client base just starts with the people you know, and then reaching out to other people you don't know after that in every single way possible, showing up in person, you know, setting up a meeting and showing up in person, making phone calls and talking to them over the phone. And first of all, I usually always start through email, um, just emailing them and introducing myself and getting connected to them through whatever network they're on. Most of the time, LinkedIn or something like that. And then, and then you know, moving forward from there. Yeah. You know, that's interesting, too, because I think one thing, and we're getting a little out of order here, but I was going to yeah. circle back. Well, I am. I'm getting out of order because I'm going to circle back to something. But, um, you know, a lot of, I think you're a lot different because you started in the last four years. Mm-hmm. And I think I think commercial photography's hit this thing where, and we've talked about it. I mean, there was remember that one show you had to get something off your chest, and we were talking about kind of this old school mentality of guys that would rather sit there and bitch about the way stuff is not um, rather than try to make themselves something different. You remember, yeah, this I was mean, a long time that, ago. That's so much easier to do than actually uh, try to do something that, that's new and, and it, get out of your comfort zone like we were talking about. It's yeah. easier to complain about people, obviously, than to change your game. And um, it, you just don't see people – people don't want to deal with the, with the internet and the, and the web. They don't want to deal with new technology uh, digital stuff and um, yeah, all this has come into play in the last few years and it killed off a whole group of photographers that said no I'm not getting a website no I'm not changing to digital no I'm not doing this and that and so and, mm-hmm. and they were dead in the water or, or having the old school mentality of saying well I'm going to try to hold on to this entire studio um, when, when the whole studio thing really went out and people you know they just couldn't afford to do it anymore and that killed them or whatever yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. Well, it, what's also interesting, too, is like a lot of some of the old school terms that I hear a lot is that, you know, uh, and I think sometimes this is an excuse not to want to. We were talking about expanding your range of what you do. It, I mean, it, what I'm hearing you say, it's like, you know, you hadn't done any architecture, but you had an opportunity to do it. And then that ended up developing your portfolio to get into it. Right. And I hear a lot of like these old timers say that, OK, well, you know, the client I'm known for shooting this one type of thing. And so I don't have the portfolio to do X, Y and Z. I, I only do. A, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because it's like, well, okay, there's two ways of looking at that. Sure, there are the kinds of clients like, you know, if you're if you're going to do architecture photos for an architectural publication, they probably will want to see <laughs> some work you've, but you've sure. got to work up to that. Yeah, you know, well, maybe that's not the place to start if you don't have a whole lot of architectural photos. You're going to want to start with, or so you know, if you want to do people shots or something, mm-hmm. well, you're probably not going to get hired off. 
you know, right off the bat to do a bunch of portraits for somebody who's going to want to see those. But you can start building your portfolio with with other kinds of clients. Anyway, it, there's there's ways to do everything, I think. Right. And it all starts with the way you started with photography anyway, which was doing everything for yourself yep. and experimenting and and doing things for free. I mean, I'm I'm definitely uh, against, you know, having to work for free um, if somebody is is saying, well, you know, will you work for free to do this for whatever? But then there's there's times when when I definitely do work for free um, because it's beneficial to me. If it's a charity that I am passionate about, I've done stuff with my church, I've done stuff with dogs. I've done stuff with kids. Um, I've done stuff with homeless all for free because it's a charity thing and, it, and you're giving back and it feels good and, and you're getting good stuff out of that. But the other thing is expanding your portfolio like you're talking about. If you haven't ever shot people or you haven't ever shot products or you haven't ever shot architecture or you haven't ever shot whatever it is, um, you can do that for free for some clients that can't afford anything and get some good photos in your portfolio. And then when you build your portfolio up to a certain place, then you're ready to move on and, 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 and go before some people and say, well, here's what I have. What can I do for you and, and, and charge for it? Yeah, and we may have talked about this on here, but I don't know if we have. I think it's worth talking about, too. It's like, you know, with certain jobs, you know, money is, yes, that's that's a definite benefit that you should get on something. But that's not always the only thing you get out of a job. No, you know? uh-uh. um, And I think just and like – I'd go as far as to say some of the best work that I've ever done, I'd shot for free. Oh, Sure. Because I was able to do whatever I wanted to. It gives, there's a ton of freedom once you're on the shoot. Yes. Um, to just be able to do whatever you want to. And sometimes they're the coolest shoots, whether it's a band or like the other day I shot just a guy who's a carpenter in his garage. And, um, you know, I've, I've been up in North Carolina with, with Dylan Sneed and, and his band and some friends when they recorded a whole album. That was all for free. Um, I've done stuff in Abilene, Texas, when a guy opened a restaurant and I photographed them all, you know, designing the restaurant and everything beforehand. And in return, he gave me a logo. I mean, there's just there's things. But those are some of the coolest stuff that I've been able to do because it's like documented photography. They didn't have a budget, but I wanted to do it. And yeah. then it makes my book better. And then I can take that that stuff before magazines and say, well, here's some some stuff I've shot that I think, you know, would would be relevant to what you guys do in shooting, you know, documentary style stuff or or editorial stuff or whatever, and then, and then there you have a job and you're hired and now you're making money. Yeah, I think that also like what you were saying, you know, every, I think every one of those examples you just mentioned too, I mean, it was either somebody that you respected what they do, mm-hmm. there was some kind of interest, something. I mean, you know, when we say doing work for free, it's not like somebody calls you, you don't know them for Adam, and they say, hey, can you come shoot the, your book for the school for, for you know, right. I mean, there's not, yeah, I mean, you, you pick and choose those just to, you know, clarify, but, but the, you're right, they can be, um, and I think those are really important starting out too because if you don't have a mature portfolio, if you're not, I mean, you've got to develop somewhere. And right. so, you know, especially bands and stuff when you, you can kind of, or things you could do trade-outs for, like you were talking about the logo. I think those mm-hmm. are always, you know, A-plus things to do. You know, right. they're he good needed photos. I needed a logo. I got some great pictures out of out of what I did for him, and they ended up in a major magazine. Yeah. Um, you know, so we both got good stuff out of that. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just beneficial to everybody. But And I really am, tar- you know, talking about a lot when you're starting out and you're trying to get a portfolio, that that's a good way to go. Then there's the other end of the spectrum when someone's just trying to call you and be cheap and, yeah. and not pay a good uh, another photographer and uh, asking you if you'll do it for free f- for whatever. I- I'm against that kind of thing. But um, but then once again, if it's something that um, you just really want to do, um, you know, I don't know. There's there's a trade off there. So um, if it's something that can grow your portfolio, then it, you know it's something to think about. Yeah, it's it's. Um Sorry, I was thinking about something that was a slightly straight off from that. You, you know, and I think it's important to, to clarify too. And I, you know, like what it was saying, you know, when you see there's kind of a culture of this stuff that you're starting to see. And it's unfortunately a lot of web design and graphic design falls under this category. But you know, stuff like Elance, and you know, when you get on the web and and there's there's companies that are set up. I think mm-hmm. even stock photography could be set up like this too, where it becomes a competition. You know, and, and who's that, the cheapest? Yeah, who's the cheapest? And if you don't win the competition, then you don't get any money for it. And that, right. it's you know, yeah, so I don't you think you even careful. really want to play there. And this is what a lot of these no. older guys who've been in the business a long time that I've heard complain before complain a lot about is, is fighting for the cheapest and that they're not getting any business nowadays because Joe Blow's doing it for five dollars, whatever. But I think that we shouldn't even worry about them and put ourselves in a whole nother bracket because people will pay for quality. Obviously, right. people will pay you know for a Mercedes Benz 
friends and people will pay for an expensive jacket and a nice watch and whatever. They'll do the same thing for a photographer. So yeah. just take yourself totally out of the $5 game or 12 cent game or whatever it is that all everybody's fighting for in the e-lance industry and that whole kind of thing. I even, I did, in the beginning of my career, I looked at those kind of websites and then I saw that somebody in Bangladesh could do what I was going to do for, for $10. <laughs> and I, I just was like, I'm at it. No, this, I, it's over. Well, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, you I'm can't not even going here. You can't compete. You'll, you'll, you'll work yourself silly and you'll starve. I mean, you won't make right. enough money. You'll be out of the business. And that's right. So, so forget being the cheapest no. and, and go with what you think your real value is for what you can give back to people and where you are in your career or where you are in your, you know, photography and, uh, and go from there. Well, you know, the other thing too, I mean, you know, a lot of times, and this is probably its own show eventually, but you know, when you are bargaining with somebody over, over, let's say you are going to take a paying gig. If they're asking too much and you can't deliver for the price that you're 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 saying, I mean, it's not like a pick, take it or leave it situation. I mean, a lot of times you could say, you know what, um, what you're asking for, I can't do for that price, but here's what I could do, and you sure. never know. You can kind of come meet, meet middle ground on things sometimes, and that that's important. I mean, we could talk about that and like a how to you know negotiate work kind of thing sometime, but uh, but yeah. just as far as reaching out and I mean, sorry for for uh, just getting better and and doing your own thing. I mean, we've already covered some of the next stuff, like you know reaching out, email, phone, etc. A lot of it's staying relevant. You know, like you mentioned. Uh, the trade out you did for the logo, where well, your photos ended up getting used. Well, here's the other thing: is you have a relationship with that person. They've worked with you, and you never know when their radar shows up that somebody needs a photographer. They're going to be like, "Hey, you should call Wade. I've worked with him. He's awesome." Right. And you're, that's you're, the you're, best you're, kind right. of advertising you can get. You know, you're forming relationships. Yeah. Yeah, which is super important in the in this industry is to f- be forming new relationships all the time. Yeah. Um, you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. You never want to just have one main client that's mainly paying your salary because you might as well be working a, a nine to five job again if that's the case. Because if they step out uh, or decide to fire you or whatever, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah, um, you can't hit you that can home hit. run every time, right? <laughs> right, but if you can have a lot of clients that you're doing a lot of work for all the time, I think that's the main goal. Yeah, um, I think so. So, yeah, to be making new relationships all the time. Well, I think also the final thing, just as far as personal development, um, I think this is something we don't we talked about on here a little bit, but but continuing your education is really important. Whether that's taking classes or taking workshops, mm-hmm. or you know, if it's something like you know. Let's say you just sign up for community college. I know a lot of people who do this. They'll sign up for the community college classes so they get darkroom access. I mean, it's a photography 101 basic class, sure. but it, you know, free darkroom access, you know, and supplies for your $60 or 80 bucks or whatever you spend on community college. It's probably more than that now, but but that's not a bad way to go either. Um, and Wade and I have done classes and workshops. Those are really important to do. I love them. I mean, any chance I get where I feel like I'm going to have some free time yeah. or I'm in a slump or I just need to to something fresh, I, I'll go take a community college course and it's always fun even if it's kind of stuff that you you kind of know um you get assignments so it, it, it that's fun mm-hmm. it'll be like okay tonight let's go out and take pictures of whatever and you go do that and you get to come back and show them to the class and i mean it's just all it, it's fun and, it, and it, it's, it's something new and it just uh kind of keeps you on your toes and yeah. Well, yeah, you get the you benefit from the critique too, which is that was right. it was funny when I was in school. That was it was always so nerve wracking because like oh my god, critique day, uh, you know the teacher's going to pick my work apart in the class, <laughs> and everybody's going to tell me what they think, and you know. But sure. you really learn a lot from that, and you also learn from helping your own classmates out too because there people yeah. are all levels. People are going to help you with stuff, and then it's your job to be in there to help other people with stuff too. There's and, no way to get better unless we're all going to be honest with each other. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you can ask your mom you have what to she slam thinks. Slam somebody time. and crush their dreams and crush their <laughs> spirit, but you can say, "Hey, man, this could this could be a lot better if you did this and this, or yeah. or whatever." Or think about this kind of thing, or you yeah. know, "Hey, you did this right. Keep that up." You know, and, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, play with lighting or, or or whatever. Yeah, just feedback in general is great from from day one when you start all the way to the end of your life. I mean, we can never we can never master this. Um, we can never master photography. I think we can be learning how to get better every single day yeah. to the day where you know we die at, at this. And uh, through, through, and if if you're at home through books and online and anything else you can get your your hands on, I do that stuff all the time too. I'm I'm watching videos online. I'm I can't st- buy enough books, which is probably a problem, but I actually read them, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but you can just constantly be learning, just learning all the time. I, I think this is kind of like golf or something. It's like you're never. Gonna to get there but um 
you you just can you can just be getting better and better all the time. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to get to where it's a hole in one every time, you know. No, exactly. So you just keep, you know, see how close you can get to that, you know, and that's that's, yeah. it, I, you know, and that that's I've said this on my show a ton of times, but it, that's part of the fun of it. I mean, it w- how much fun would it be if you were just there? I mean, it would be no challenge. No, you'd uh, want to move on to the next thing. You wouldn't have any interest, yeah. And I think right. that's what keeps it interesting for people. And and you know, sometimes I have had people send me emails in the past. You know, especially when we're doing kind of the motivational talks here with a lot of this stuff on trying to get people's butts in gear that have been working really hard and it's not working out. And, you know, it's funny in both the situations I'm thinking of, these were people who sent me really lengthy emails that and they were at the point where they were stressed out because they were obsessing over things. Sure. And it's tough. Neither one of them were professionals. They have day jobs. Uh, They spend every waking moment outside. They still have family stuff. Sometimes it's okay to walk away from it and just. Take a breath of fresh take air, break, yeah. come back, you know, or, or or quit trying to shoot whatever and go take a class or a workshop or whatever. You know, sometimes you could take just a day long workshop like Wade and I did the uh, was the flash bus tour with Joe McNally. Oh, that, and that was uh, fun. what's his name? Strobist. Um, yeah, that was a ton of fun. I mean, that was, you know, and it's just a one day thing. But, man, that had me thinking about because it was two photographers with two different approaches to that are kind of known for um, what they do with lighting. And I came out of there with, oh, God, I have like 50 things I want to try now, you know. Sure. And so sometimes that can inspire you. But, you know, but I yeah, mean, I've been rejuvenated by by a, a, a camping trip or a, a vacation. Oh, absolutely. Or, or just getting away from everything and having some peace and quiet or just a change of scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, a change of scenery can change tons of stuff for you. I cannot feel like I can feel like I'm in a slump, like you know, I'm not nothing's moving forward, uh, you know, kind of depressed about stuff or whatever, like I'm shooting the same old thing all the time right. and take a vacation or, or just have a change of scenery. And all of a sudden I've got my phone out and I'm taking, you know, 20 pictures a day or whatever and feeling great about it. So. Yeah, that's if, a big even deal. If it's just a weekend trip somewhere else that can that can really get you out of a funk. <laughs> or you and can, then and then Ted died. Yeah, I told you I'm not doing well today. I don't feel funny. That would be that wouldn't be hilarious, but it, we'd get a lot of press if you died while we were on the air. It would. I, I would. I should edit that out, huh? <laughs> if I'm alive enough to do that, we'll see. Um, you know, um, yeah. I totally lost my thought, but yeah, no, it's uh, talking about talking about getting getting away, taking oh, a break. Oh, yeah, taking a break. Well, you know, just we were talking about the workshop thing. I was just gonna. This is an aside, but one mm-hmm. thing I've always wanted to do. You know, when we did. Uh, Oh, the first couple of meetups we did for the other podcasts that I do, and we've done them in London and New York, and mm-hmm. we've done one in Dallas, and you know, just kind of where we travel kinds of stuff. Um, I think it would be neat to take that a step further and actually do workshops with people. And oh, yeah, you know, it's it's weird. I think that's the one thing. It's like there's this whole on- online kind of thing that we've got with iTunes, and you know, people listen to this podcast or visit the website or follow you on Twitter or whatever that is, and you know. For whatever reason, that's the one thing I have. I think we, we've, we've stayed a step away from, and maybe something like, you know, Google Hangouts or something can change that. But, you know, being able to benefit from other people's thoughts about your own work or being able to critique or, you know, those guys, they're nerve wracking to do, but they really are the best way to learn. I mean, they definitely are. Yeah, just getting feedback all the time. I've done that a lot this year, even when I revamped my, my website and portfolio and logo and all these things. Just getting more and more professional feedback um, all the time is great. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I had it under networking. We, we didn't mention it, but, but another one is like my mastermind groups I put on there. And that, that's, that's the, another one of the trendy corporate, um, motivational speaker terms, uh, have a mastermind group. But seriously, having a group of people that you trust. See, the problem is, is if I, if I show my images to my sister or my mom or somebody, they're going to, of course, they're going to tell me they're great. Right. They're not going to give me an honest opinion. Well, your sister might not tell you that. Nah. No, I'm just kidding. She's pretty mean. She might. <laughs> She might just scorch the earth on it. But, you know, but having a group, it doesn't have to be a formal group, but just knowing there's certain people you could trust if you needed an honest opinion on something. Mm-hmm. So, hey, do you mind if you actually, and I w- it's funny that I said that because my sister does that to me. Sometimes she'll go, I need a second pair of eyes. Can you go look at this? Sure. And, you know, because she knows I'm going to tell her what I think. I'm not going to sit there and, and, oh, it's so pretty. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Of course, she's a designer, and, and it's usually a logo type thing or something like that. But but you know that's important, and that's important to have a you know group of people around you 
you know, whether they're in person or over the web that, that you know, you trust to, to take a look at things sometimes. I think that's really – if you could bake it in person and make it people you know, I think that's the best. Um, right. Uh, on that on that note, there I'm going to next month to this thing in Austin called Texas Photo Roundup. And um, it's portfolio reviews with uh, art buyers, photo editors, and art directors from major agencies uh, and publications and things all over the United States. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. I, I just had got this new book and everything, and I would just really like a lot of feedback on that and on on my photography in general, the other aspects of my photography, uh, where they think I am, where they think I'm, I have strengths, where they think my weaknesses are, what I need to work on. Um, and just how I might, you know, uh, move forward in the future. And uh, so when this thing came up, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be a part of it. This is something you have to pay for. It's a few hundred dollars or whatever. But I think it's well worth it to sit down with some uh, with some really creative minds from all over the nation and, yeah. and get some great feedback, just like you're talking about on your book. So yeah, that's a, that's um, a must do kind of thing because you're, you're, it's not other photographers. It's people who would actually hire you. Right. That's pretty cool. Man, that sounds yeah. really awesome. When is that it, next it, month? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and besides that there's uh there's several panels that weekend too works there's workshops i'm not going to those but there's panels where commercial photographers and different photographers are talking about uh the industry how to negotiate pricing all these things um that you just really once again just need to 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 learn how to master at some point in your career and and you know pricing is still just the thing that is, is in graphic design and photography and everything is something that it takes a while to, to really get the total hang of exactly how you should be pricing yourself, especially mm-hmm. when you're growing all the time and all these things. So there's just, you know, if you can listen to people who have been in the industry a long time and, and know the best way to go about things and then, then that's great. That's very key. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's also interesting to the whole conference thing, you know, and it, nobody ever mentions this, but this is something I've learned after going to a ton of them, but mm-hmm. you know, some conferences are better than others. And I mean, this one, sounds really cool the yeah. with, this one's just two days so you're well, it's very targeted like, yeah yeah but the most important thing whether it's a good conference or a bad conference that you can get out of it is the networking uh, opportunities and the people who are going to be there and right. that's why you have to have a business card you got to be really to pass it out and shake hands with somebody and and you know don't be pushy but just you know say hey look um you know it's nice to meet you i'm a photographer i'm just trying to you know starting out or i've been here a while or trying to sharpen my skills or whatever that is and mm-hmm. and uh and and showing up because there have been a lot of times where i've gone to conferences i mean i'll tell you the weirdest one for me was <laughs> it was was this 2010 i think it was that winter when i got invited to go speak at the web uh-huh I went over there, and I didn't do enough homework on who's who was going to be there, and I, I really should have. Mm-hmm. And I, I was invited to the they had the speakers' dinner, which was this putting on the Ritz deal. It was in Paris, and it was this private showing of a Monet exhibition that they were, you know. And then they had hors d'oeuvres and dinner, and and the guy who invited me. This is gentleman over here. He says, oh, I want you to meet my friend, Matt. Come on. You guys will totally get along. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, I'm game, whatever. And he says, hey, Matt, this is Ted, Ted, Matt. And he said, Matt, Matt does web stuff, and he's a photographer. And I said, oh, cool. And so, you know, I'm sitting there, and I said, so um, so what do you do for the day job? He goes, oh, um, I work for WordPress. And I said, oh, what do you do for WordPress? He goes, well, I invented it. And it was Matt Mullowig. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. I mean, what a great networking opportunity. You wouldn't know anything about WordPress. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but <laughs> no, I mean, you've always been a major advocate. And, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. I know. And, and then, then I kind of froze up and I felt like an idiot and then something yeah. else happened and it's like, I should have known who's going to be. And here's the other mistake that I made is they actually had speakers lounge where you could go get ready for your talk when you were going to, you know, and I chose not to do that. I went to all the sessions. I should have had my butt in there cause I would have had a second chance to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize who you were yesterday or, you know, or start a conversation anyway. Yeah. So the most important thing to do is, is, is definitely realize that, that that's a major part of a, of any conference. And it's a major part of your own growth and getting better too, is, is knowing people and, you know, reaching out and making that first handshake and, and doing that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, but, but yeah, but joining clubs in your area, you, t- you mentioned a, a- yeah, ASMP yeah, yeah. here in America, uh, you know the the American Society of Media Photographers. Uh, that's a great one here. Um, we have the DSVC here locally in Dallas, which is Dallas Society of Visual Communications. Um, but there's whatever there's city, AIGA, whatever yeah. part of the world you live in, there's going to be groups that are dedicated to uh, to networking, uh, getting to know people within the industry, uh, going and hearing people speak, uh, and things like that. So um, if you can join those things, or at least go to the ones that you're interested in and uh yeah there's just a a wealth of knowledge and information there to to be had so 
Yeah, it says there's this little thing called the Royal Photographic Society in London. Okay, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, they're a small group. They've been around since 1853. Yeah, just the, Not the more stuff that you can get involved <laughs> with and the more people you can be around, the more people I'm, you can meet and do something. and it blew over your head, dude. Oh, uh, what did you say? No, I'm just messing with you. It's a, it's, it's a major <laughs> deal. But, <laughs> but no, it is important to do this. It's also important, you know, to do those, I mean, you know... I, I've I've had both sides of the coin where I got so involved at DSVC at one point I was on the board that I burnt out hard. But you know, if you take them in stride and for what they are, I mean, that's a great way to network and and keep yourself fresh and be around people who can talk the same talk as you. And yeah, see, I'm on the opposite end of that, and and you're right. You're, that's that, that that's that's one end of the spectrum you don't want to go to is burning yourself out on anything. You need to focus on on what you're doing personally the most. And then use that as something that kind of refreshes you. When I mm-hmm. go, I, I'm selective about what photographers I go see or, or what the group, group the meeting's going to be. I'm not like a year-long member, but um, I like smart. to go and I like to socialize with people and, and, and talk to people. And, and I like to go and, and hear different speakers because then I'm motivated for weeks to come, you know, um, by their work. So um, just just do that. You don't have to, you know, you don't, I mean, they would tell you, you know, different, but um, you don't have to commit all your time and and, and everything to that until you're burnt out like you were because that can be a, a bad thing. And then you turn into me. <laughs> and look what's happened to Ted. I don't feel funny. <laughs> I got to lie down. You know, it's the whole thing. I had mac and cheese for lunch. Well, that may have been it. Maybe. It was pretty damn good, though. But yeah, it definitely made me tired. You're heavy and tired, yeah. I've got chips here. I've still got to finish, too. <laughs> um, well, to close this out, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go through this number two real quick, because we've already mm-hmm. kind of talked about some. But, but okay, so, you know, going approaching how to turn thoughts into action. So, okay, you have something you want to do. You need to execute on it. So whether or not this is something new you want to shoot, something you want to experiment with, maybe it's a client you want to call on, maybe it's something like that. It's just like, okay, just going to do it. So learning how to make, as I said, bold, decisive actions to take action decisions to take action just decide to do it and do it and not everything can be done right then and there so if you decide hey i'd really like to mess around do some night photos and you got a concept and maybe you want to do this post brassai kind of you know the paris street photo thing but in your city you're saying okay it may be in the middle of the day you're not going to go do it right then but learning how to manage your time and scheduling i think this is really really important and it's really important particularly i think the hardest well, it's hard for anybody. We all have, you know, work we have to do during the day. Even if you're a pro photographer, you still got to do clients billing, all that nonsense that that really didn't have anything to do with pushing the button. And but remembering to schedule some of that improvement time into your calendar. And sometimes like we said, if you're burnt out, that time may be a vacation without a camera even. I mean, but but schedule it, you know. Yeah. And that that can help too. And then follow through. Like, don't just stick it on the calendar. And then when Saturday night rolls around, you'd kind of chicken out of doing the street photo thing because, you know, just just you made the decision to go do it, go do it. So, and if you can't do it right then, then go schedule it. Um, I think the other thing that's important too, and we talked a little bit about this, but you know, research, writing, and sharing. So whether this is social media, maybe you keep a blog, but keeping that conversation alive. I mean, I, I can think of two guys right off the top of my head who do a podcast. Okay. So the reason we do it is because it does require us to research topics from time to time. It requires us to do some writing, or in this case, talking and recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it requires you, you know using social media and, and getting to know people that way, and keeping the word out there. And that kind of thing can snowball, and it, it, it bodes well for you just in what people think of you as a photographer, and you know where your position is with a but lot of that stuff. It all started, and it continues to go because we love photography. Yeah, when we first met and became friends we talked about photography and in this same kind of way but without a microphone on and so we just taken that to the web yeah. um but we do this out of out of a love and wanting to share kind of like what you were what you were talking about just um you know doing something to share with other people this is something that we can do on a weekly or monthly basis to to share with with other people who are interested in what we're interested in yeah, absolutely. And well, and and talk about a bold, quick decision. I, I know the first time we started the show, I don't think we talked about it very much. It was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. And like a week later, we're shooting promo photos, and I think we recorded <laughs> our first show. I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't jack around on. It. I mean, it was like, let's just do it. And then when we decided to come back, because we did jack around at one point, we quit doing uh-huh. uh, teasing. Um, but when we decided to come back, I mean, you know, you and I went and had a beer over at the Deep Ellen Brewery there, and uh, we're like, okay, how'd you like to bring the show back? 
All right, let's do it. Fine. <laughs> and I don't right. Think- so well, maybe you should just do that with everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I do with my phone app, and that's what we do with this, <laughs> and that's what you should do with, with your personal projects. You get an idea, you go do it right then before you forget about it. I want to go or- skydiving. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But, well, actually, although I do remember, because we went out to do the beer thing. That was in early fall, and we, we were both swamped, and we couldn't do it right away. But we kind of kept it on the radar, and then all of a sudden it was like, ready? Yeah, let's go. Boom. Done. You know? Yeah. So, you know, that, well, life, that, that life does get busy. We will continue to be busy. And the thing is with us is, is, is kind of refocusing and saying, okay, when do we both have the best time yeah. to do this together? Because this is important to both of us and something we'd like to continue doing. And neither one of our lives are going to slow down. You just got married. We both have jobs, right. um, whatever. So life's only going to get busier and busier. But we can talk on Sundays and, and, um, and get this thing going and we care about it. And so, yeah, let's keep doing it. You just do it. You know? Yeah. Well, the, the, the other thing I want to talk about, and, and I've mentioned the research term in there too, the R word. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really t- – it's important to to delineate too you know a lot of times this the word research makes it sound like some guy in a lab coat is going to look up a bunch of things and then write a paper on it and it'll be published in some journal that no one will ever read and research is really important to what we do and it's just it's so weird because it's one thing i see with the whole generation of photographers now who a lot of whom don't know who Henri Cartier-Bresson is they don't know who the who, who is that the, <laughs> I'm just kidding he, he's the guy who cuts the grass <laughs> this little French guy who comes up no but you know they, they don't have a sense of this or they don't understand where the photography history is and not that you need to go be a history nerd or anything but but you got to know some of these things you got to know how processes work you've got to know how your camera works you have to know you know it, there's a lot of things there's why an image works or why it doesn't maybe that's a compositional thing maybe it's a technical thing because of dynamic range or lighting or whatever but that constant you know, go look things up and that's why I'm saying like if you have a blog or sharing links on social media I mean sharing that information makes it living it's not just that you're going to go study stuff and right. you know, throw it away um, if you really want to geek out though <laughs> Which speaking did. of research uh, the last thing we have on here was this metrics for photographers and this was a podcast that I did about a year ago, I guess, um, on the Art of Photography. And the URL, I'll put it in the show notes, but if you go to the artofphotography.tv slash metrics, uh, this was kind of one of the things I was, I was trying to, I was kind of grappling with at the time was, okay, you know, in most industries, like metrics are really important. So let's say that, you know, you are running a website. You're a web developer or something. Well, okay, do we have the SEO optimized and all this so that we're getting this many hits back? Or you know, or if you work for Amazon or B&H or somebody like that, you know, how many camera sales are we getting and what triggers that? You know, and they're always looking for metrics like click-through rates and hits. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I was doing a, a project like that with work, and and it got me thinking. Okay, well, it's interesting because I think at the creative side we don't use metrics very much because it's harder and it's harder to because we're creatives. Well, yeah, we're creatives. We we think we it's going to lock us up. That's how our brain well i came up with (laughs) no i came up with a list um and i you know this is like okay it's not really meant to be followed strictly because i think it would probably would nerd you out at some point and you would become a lab technician but i was trying to think of things like you know what are some questions you can ask yourself that you could actually keep some numbers on that might try to push you to another level Mm -hmm. and so i had things like and i'll just read a couple of these but you watch the podcast and it's it's ultra nerdy and but the whole idea was to try to get people to think differently about this not to actually become statisticians with creative work but you know so i had things like you know here's some questions you can ask yourself so like number one how many images have you made in the last two weeks is that fair because mm-hmm. are you calling yourself a photographer you're into it and you actually haven't shot anything lately right that's a fair stat okay so how many it's like how many people visited my website today you know how many images did you shoot in the last two weeks mm-hmm. okay and then here's another one what percentages of those images would you keep so if you're just shooting stuff on your phone are you shooting anything that's interesting or are you shooting anything that's challenging i mean they still provide answers of how to turn that around but they are asking you are you trying to do it at least right. you know yeah um how many pictures does it take you to produce one image? Are you the kind of guy who goes out and machine guns it and and hopes that one of 150 will work? <laughs> you know, right? Or and, and and some sometimes if you shoot sports, you have to do that. You know, but it's an interesting question. Um, how many images have you produced in the last 30 days that are worthy of of an exhibition display? So and usually for a lot of us, it's none. You know, but that's a startling statistic. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't produced anything in the and I'll be honest right now. I produced zero in the last thirty days that I would put in a show if I had one coming up. Dude, I know, but it, it, I mean, it really <laughs> makes me think. Okay, I need to start thinking about that. So that's that's all these questions are are designed to do. And then I got kind of a little more out there. I mean, some of them were like, "How many shots have you done in the last thirty days?" Now I'll ask you this, Wade: How many shots? How many photo shoots have you done in the last thirty days that presented a new challenge outside your normal comfort zone? Yeah, I mean that's I would have to look at my calendar, and that's a hard one. To, well, that's a hard <laughs> that's one to plan one, for. But it would be it would be a very low number. It just means okay. Do you ever do it? Is all that question really is asking? Yes. You know, and, and and when you read that, you might think, okay, I need to find something that pushes me outside my comfort zone. Yeah, definitely, I'm trying to do something different. You know, um, how many photo shoots have you done in the last thirty days that were experimental in nature, designed to produce something different than what you normally produce? That's kind of the same question. Yeah, I can at least think of one one for sure. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But, but no, you, this you, is good. you got one. I don't have any. You know? Reflecting through statistics on what you've done in the in in the past, whether it be a week or a month or a year, or further back, and 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 taking a whole look at that and and applying it to what you can do moving forward. Well, I mean, and I'll be the first one to admit my answers on these are not very good because I've been doing a podcast for the last four months <laughs> that I'm trying to rescue. So, but I will get there, and, and I think it's kind of interesting. I'm looking at these now, thinking, ooh, because they're, they're kind of already kicking myself in the but rear. See, end, but you know? seeing those numbers brings you back around and says. I need to be shooting a lot more. Yeah, it does. You know, here, yeah. here's here. Let me ask you a couple more. Okay, what percentage of the work that you've produced in the last year would you be considered, or could be considered, derivative of another photographer or artist? That's an important one. Um, yeah. Sometimes people start cloning people, and and then they're not serious about admitting that. And boy, I don't know what it is about Google Plus, but every time I go in there, there's all these Michael Kenna clones, and it's like, okay, enough with the high contrast landscape. I mean, you know. Yeah. Anyway, all that to well, say. It, what's great is what you were talking about earlier is 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 learning from the masters, knowing the masters, knowing what was done in the past, so that you have a knowledge of that. Just like if you were going to school and, and learning about everything that has been done in the past, taking a little bit of each one of those people and applying it to your work, especially the ones that you care a lot about, but never being a copy cat of someone else because there just aren't very many famous copycats in the world no. um, because the one who came first is, is, is the one that gets it all. Yeah. And so, and that's just not a very good feeling. I can't either. remember, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who does, um, Oh God, the podcast that you're listening to right now that I've, um, the creative, oh, yeah, uh, accidental creative, accidental creative. I can't remember mm-hmm. that guy's name, but the, his big—I don't know if he still uses it or not—but his big quote used to be, "Cover bands don't change the world." You that's know? exactly it, and that's, I love that. That's probably what, yeah, is the thought in the back of my mind where that came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Well, Let's you can go look up all these these embarrassing questions on my uh, my my post about metrics for photographers, and uh, I mean, you know, there's like some of them are a little more practical too. Like I forgot I, I put these on here. Uh, how many portfolio reviews have you done in the last year? Or have you received? Got to do one next month. There you go. How many how many art or photography classes or workshops have you taken in the last year geared towards the topic you wanted to learn? How many classes or workshops have you taught in the last year? That's a big one too. That's I think as you, one. well, I don't know if podcasts count on that, but I mean, you know, it's it. That's one that that would be important to me. At, but moving forward, I think that's that's definitely something I would like to do. Yeah, uh, is is teach uh, whether it's just a small house environment or a class at some school or whatever. That, or a one-off that's, workshop. That's like, and yeah. I love speaking too, and it, that's a real challenge too because it's uh it's kind of terrifying. But if you, it's just like uh, photography and, and getting outside your comfort zone, the more you do anything, the 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 better you become at it, and the more comfortable you become with it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, speaking about what you love is good. Good stuff. Yeah, high five. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> I told you I don't like it. I hear that everywhere now. Everybody says "oh snap," and it's yeah. like that's that's. Uh, I'm not, not going to say that. You just crawled under my skin, and you're eating your way out. You didn't just say that. <laughs> oh snap! It's always kind of made in some like you know 1950s. You're getting older when trendy words get on your nerves really oh, bad. God, yeah, like if something's epic. Epic, yeah. Oh man, it's uh, so epic. Okay, my ten year old nephew can say that, and it's funny, yeah, and yeah, he's cool. Yeah. But adults may not. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, because not everything is epic. People. Dude, this show was epic, man. Yeah, the carrot I just ate was epic. It was an epic carrot. No, Those questions the are pretty epic. epic. Was invented and, and written because it meant epic, and your carrot's not epic. I'm going to. Put- <laughs> I'm going to put that on my metrics questions. <laughs> How many times in the last month have you been epic? <laughs> See, sometimes we're going to be positive and give people information, and sometimes we're just going to smash like Tron photographers and tell people that <laughs> <laughs> slang lingo is, is horrible. Epic. Just bash people in the face. No, slang lingo is epic. It's epic. The other one is, really? 
And I've, I've said that a lot. Yeah. I say that a lot. If it's a bad habit of mine, but really? <laughs> it's, it makes it sound like, boy, you're, I'm, you're really put out, aren't you? Really? <sighs> you, Actually, you are put out a lot. Sometimes though. I like to go back to the 80s and I like to say things like, no, duh. There you go. Now, see, I kind of like that. Bring back the oldies. Retro. Like, yeah. like uh, Nito? Retro slang. That would we'll be do really... a whole other show on retro slang later. It's, it's tubular. Yeah. Tubular. <laughs> <laughs> tubular. Radical. Tubular yeah. is a good one. Cause, like, what does that <laughs> That's mean? I'm going to bring back all the retro slang. That's <laughs> all the only slang I'm going to say. That's tubular. So you're comparing whatever this is to plumbing. <laughs> PVC pipes and... People, okay, people are turning off their. Oh, pods. it's t- yeah. They're arriving at work now. Yeah, and they're turning yeah. off the iPods with these idiots. Shut up! <laughs> uh, really? Um, that's what we should name the show. Is is uh, really? Okay. No, nah, I don't know. What should we name it? We got to come up with a name. Carrots aren't epic. Carrots. Oh, I like that. Okay. <sighs> the epic, epic carrot. Yeah. Epic carrots. I'm, I, I wish your carrots were epic. I'm sorry that, that you find them kind of. Eh. They they never have been. I got to go to the gym. Okay, pump it up. I gotta sweat it out. <laughs> Dude, I am not losing any weight. Are we off the air now? I don't know. <laughs> have you ever done this? Like have you ever <laughs> have you ever gotten stressed, burnt out, and fat? Yes. Oh god. You sound See, like an infomercial now. <laughs> okay, I gotta be honest. I'll turn it off and then I'll tell you this. Okay. The the biggest problem that I have is is uh giving up the beer. Oh yeah. I enjoy the beer. And I think just give it up on a daily basis. <sighs> but I love it so. Talking about yeah, I like to buy the little four pack that's overpriced. I know it gets well, me yeah. drunk. And just uh, just I mean I'm, I, I I dealt with the same problem and I gave it up on a daily basis yeah. and then just really enjoyed it. You enjoy it even more then if when you can have it on a Saturday, Friday and Saturday or whatever weekends, weekends, craft and growler. Yeah, but just cut it out on a nightly basis. A ton of I was just bloated like swole up from beer yeah and all that will go away and that's that helps a lot i need to lie down too <laughs> does that help you need like a tylenol take a nap now oh, God. okay be sure and cut this part though that's definitely yeah it's out thanks that's doc definitely out. yeah but do we all want right. to sign off or anything we want to sign off um so remember all that stuff we told you to do earlier go do it go that do really it. was rude i shouldn't say it like that what well Join You're bossing people around now. Yeah, I'm bossing them around. Well, they, they should enjoy the Facebook page because we're going to do like really entertaining things there. Mm-hmm. Or we could. I don't know if we will or not, but you know, we'll make a bold, decisive decision. Decisive yeah. decision. Uh, they know where the website is because that's where we're going to find links to everything. But the big two, the comments on iTunes, if they don't mind, mm-hmm. and the PodTrack listener survey. That sounds really exciting. Um, but it helps us. Yeah. Where can they find you on the web, Wade? Um, yeah, if, if they're new to this show and they don't really know a lot about me and they want to find out more or follow me on any of my social networks, I'm wadegriffithphotography.com if they want to look at my website. On Facebook, um, I only am friends with people that I know, but I have a, um, a Wade Griffith Photography page uh, that they can go to and like it and follow me there. And cool. on Twitter, I'm Wade Griffith. So it's pretty easy across the board. Wade, just look up Wade Griffith, Wade Griffith, Wade Griffith. Yeah, you know, I don't mean to like sit here and keep going on on this, but but I have a lot of people who follow me on Facebook, and of course mm-hmm. I, I friend them. I don't I don't mind, but I promise there's nothing interesting they're going to get out of following me on the Facebook. That's it too. I'd rather them follow my business side at my business page and like that, and everything photography wise that's important will go there. And yeah, uh, that's I a just much better place I, I, for it. Yeah, I, I don't. You don't want to see my your my mom like telling me. No, you know, I know. You know, I need to come to San Antonio next weekend or something. So. They're all oh. laughing, wanting to see that now. <laughs> but, uh, you know. But Twitter, that's a good place. Twitter's and, good. I love the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's good. And uh, I'm on Tumblr. The Google Plus. Uh, yeah. I love the Google Plus. Yeah. Actually, I do love the Google Plus. The Google Plus is kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, There's too many dang have... networks, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, just look up our names. You'll find us. Yeah. We're there. Definitely. All right, guys. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'll just cut it there. All right, guys. Click. <laughs> All right, this has been – you have been listening to The Photography Show. We'll see you next time. See ya.